Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Let's give God some glory. Let's give God some praise. Let's honor him. Let's bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God.
Welcome here this morning. We're going to actually pray with us this morning as we get right into continuing worshiping the Lord. Father God, we love you. We adore you, Lord God. We magnify your name. We call upon your name this morning. We worship you, Lord God, because you are worthy to be praised. Oh, Father God, there is none other like you, Lord. There is none to compare, oh God. Father God, we want to wait on you this morning, oh God. 
Whatever, Lord God, you have in store for us this morning, we ask you, Lord God, that you'll move upon us this morning. Father God, we ask that the Spirit of God will continue to flow through us like never before, Lord God. I pray and ask you, Lord God, that you'll speak to our hearts individually and collectively, Lord God. Help us to look to you, Lord God, from whence cometh all our help, O God. We worship you, Lord God, in the beauty of holiness, O God, for you are worthy to be praised. We ask you to have your way in the service this morning. Have your way, Lord God, as we continue to worship you in this place this morning. We ask your blessing upon the remaining portion of the service, O God. Let your will be done, your kingdom come, as we continue to praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. And come on, church, let's just continue to worship the Lord. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause this morning. Oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. 
seconds just to praise and worship Jesus this morning.
church, let's just take a few seconds just worship the Lord this morning. For he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let all my worship, let it all flow to the Lord this morning. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you this morning. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You may be seated if you can. Amen. Praise God. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning to praise and to magnify our God. He's truly a great God. He's a mighty God. Amen. And this morning we just want all our worship flow unto the Lord this morning because he is worthy to be praised. The more we praise him, the more he's going to bless us. Amen. So we want to welcome everyone this morning into the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Our online congregation, we thank you for being in service this morning, our online congregation. You could be elsewhere, you, but you're here to praise and to magnify the Lord. And those of us that are in the house of God this morning, we welcome you. So glad that you take the time to be here with us. Amen. Seeing some faces I haven't seen for a very long time. I was so glad to see you this morning in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord. Listen, there's no better place to be. When I say there's no better place to be, trust me on that, than to be in his presence. Because it's in his presence, you're going to have fullness of joy, and you're going to have strength, you're going to be renewed. Anything that you need, you're going to find it in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So we thank everyone for being here this morning and for worshiping the Lord this morning. And we pray that before you leave here today, the Lord will bless you either through the man of God or through whatever mean of the service. I'm sure some of us already blessed by the worship and praise that went up this morning. But, you know, hang in there. The Lord have something in store for us. And the Lord is going to continue to bless you. Why? Because you are faithful in what you're doing. And if you're being faithful in what you're doing, God is continuing to bless you. Amen. So praise the Lord with us and just continue to worship the Lord with us this morning. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Everybody say it's offering time. You know, we, we want to thank those that have been uh, given to our building fund. You know, we thank you. Um, and, you know, we want to continue to encourage you to continue to contribute towards our building fund. You know, we, you know, looking $1.7 million. And we're going to put it out there until we get it. Amen. I know the Lord's going to bless us. Somebody's going to write a check for us for $1.7 million. They may write it for $2 million. You never know. But, you know, we want everyone to can worship freely. Everyone can worship God in social distancing. And so if someone have a check that you want to donate to a building fund project, you know, we need $1.7 million. But only if you have a dollar to give, we'll still take it. Just write building fund. Uh, if you're going to pay in line, make sure you make it said building fund. Amen. So for that oh secret donor out there, amen, we're getting close to the tax write-off. You know, if you want to donate it before and make sure you can write it off in tax. That's going to be a tax because you're giving unto charity. The Lord will bless you more than you give. So if you give 1.7 million, the Lord can bless you with, you know, 3 million or 4 million. You never know what the Lord has in store. Amen. So give unto the Lord and give cheerfully unto the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're going to invite you to stand with us this morning. Praise God. Remember, if you give in electronically, uh, you can see Brother Jordan is over there. Amen. Brother Jordan has been multitasking, is doing a lot of things, and that's excitement because I like to see when the young people get involved and do things. I don't like them to just sit back and just be cool. You know, I want you to relax and just worship the Lord in every possible thing that you can do because if you be faithful in that small thing, 
God will see that you're doing faithful and bless you with many more things. Because he see that you have the ability to do many things. Amen. So I'd encourage every young person that is here this morning, middle age also, are the older folks, if you want to be a part of what's going on in the kingdom, amen, get involved in something. Do something for the Lord. The Lord will bless you in return. Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this time of the service. We thank you for your blessing that we already feel in this place, oh God. As we're about to receive this morning's offerings, oh God, we ask you to bless every giver, Lord God. Those who have to give, those who have not likewise, make a way, oh God, so they too can be a blessing in your kingdom, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you continue to keep us and guide us. Oh God, that you will be gracious unto us and that your will will be done. Lord God, we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. Father God, we pray, Lord God, especially for that person that out there, Lord God, that sitting at 1.7 million dollar lord god that you'll touch that person touch their heart oh god and let them give it up before time changes oh god we love you we give you glory and honor as we say thanks for your blessing in the mighty name of jesus and everybody said in jesus name everybody said in jesus name one more time in jesus name amen give unto the lord this morning in jesus name
Come on, praise the Lord. Come on, praise the Lord. If you're thankful for his amazing grace, praise the Lord. If you're thankful because God has been good to you and merciful to you, praise the Lord. If God has woke you up this morning, which certainly has, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody ought to praise him this morning. Somebody ought to thank him this morning. Somebody ought to bless the name of Jesus this morning. Somebody ought to lift up the name of the Lord this morning. Oh, praise God. 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 Ah. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can I tell you, there's, a, there's many, many of reasons to, to get into the house of the Lord. But one of the reasons to get into the house of the Lord is because we encourage one another. We don't even realize how much we encourage one another, how much God will just use us individually to be an encouragement to someone else. And this morning, God has used the man of God to just play so awesomely to encourage us. And I'm encouraged. Tony, you encouraged me this morning. Arlene, you encouraged me this morning. I'm telling you, I'm encouraged because I see people in the house of the Lord that saying, God, I want more of you. I want to be in your presence. I want to know more about you. And that blesses me and encourages me. Even, even, even um, baby Madeline encouraged me this morning. Brother Scarlett playing, and she, her mom put her on her leg, and she just popped right up looking like, wow. She was all into it. I'm like, look at this. And Isaiah, you encourage me. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I'm just grateful to be in the house of the Lord, that God has placed us all together this way, and we can encourage one another. We can come in here with all kind of challenges on our mind and all kind of situation that is before us, but God will use somebody to encourage us, and before we leave, God himself will do something great in your life. Thank God for the church. Thank God for allowing us to come together one more time and to be able to praise his holy name. I tell you, I love the Lord. And one of the things about him that's just so wonderful is I don't know about any person you can praise and you can worship that's going to make you feel good. You try that. Try that. Don't work. You praise and, 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 and worship anybody and you just lose energy. You praise and worship God, and you're getting energy. I don't know how that works. You get energy. You get refreshment. You, you get strength when you worship and praise God. I love him. He always sees to it that whatever we need, we receive. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Amen. God bless you all. It's good to see all of you. Amen. We're, we're, we're just moving closer and closer to try to get back to how things used to be as far as coming together. Uh, but we still need, because here's our problem now. Here's our problem now. Our problem now is, all right, when God blesses us and enough of us you know, have the vaccine and we feel safe, we still can't fit into this place. 
for one service anymore. So we need to pray or we need to get. Brother Scarlett, you was passionate about that building fund this morning. Ethan, was he passionate about the building fund? I felt that in my spirit. I said, go ahead, Brother Scarlett. Tell it, baby. Tell it. Amen. Because because he understand the plight that we're dealing with. And as I said, if everything go back to normal, you think the 9 a.m. service can fit in here? Look around. Where the 9 a.m. service going to fit? <laughs> so so we're in trouble. Yeah, we're, we're in a little bit of trouble. So uh, it's not our trouble. It's the trouble of the Lord. He started this, and he will finish this. It's not my trouble. It's not your trouble. We just do what we got to do, and that's all that matters. It's not our trouble. We're, we're, not, we're not the head of the church. <laughs> Amen. We didn't start this. He did. Amen. And so we thank God for allowing us to be a part of what he had started. Amen. I want to say I thank all of you that have been so gracious in your giving. I can see that some of you have stepped up and saying, I want to give more. And you are giving more. And um, we're, you know, striving to reach our goal so we can get that building and go in. And I appreciate all of you. I, I can see um, online congregation. We have a, we have an awesome, faithful online congregation. Man, they're in this to win it. They're just so involved. I mean, I mean, they're giving building fund. They're, they're just some wonderful people that's a part of this church that's not always here in person. And we thank God for them. Amen. God is good. And we thank him for his goodness and his mercy. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I think I'm going to start a little bit different this morning than I normally do. And, um, Hope you'll follow me this morning and allow the word of God to change your life. Um, you can walk out of here different today. You can walk out of here brand new today. You can walk out of here brand new today. Amen. And so if you'll just allow the Lord to touch your heart and work in your life, you will walk out of here brand new. Tomorrow will mark the one-year anniversary of our nation shutting down due to coronavirus. It was March 15, 2020, that it became official that we needed to shut down. We were in distress, worried, scared, scrambling, trying our best to figure out how to handle it and to be safe at the same time. In the interim of us struggling to figure it out, trying to continue living our lives without getting infected and spreading this virus, we came up with some creative ways of conducting our lives, creative ways of continuing in our routines and businesses. Those new creative ways became what we call today our new normal. As I mentioned this morning, we lost loved ones. And so there was loss of life in families. And because of that, there are families that have to continue in the new norm of not having their loved ones. No matter how much we eventually resolve the coronavirus issue, there are some things we discovered that we will continue to do 
moving forward, which will be considered our new normal. This new normal, as we have discovered, has made us safer and hopefully better as a people and as families. I'm thinking that for most of us, coronavirus made us examine what was important or what was the most important. We, 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 we got closer to the ones that we should have been closer to from the very beginning. Because as you know, this life can challenge us where both parents are working, kids have to go to school, and we don't get a chance to spend a lot of time. It's just our routine that it just keeps going and going and going. But for the past 12 months, because of all the changes and the new creative ways, we have been forced to spend time with one another more than we ever have. For some of you, you started fighting with one another and arguing with one another and started disliking one another because you claim, quote unquote, you were spending too much time with one another. For all of those who might have been fighting with one another and fussing with one another, I bet you if you were in the word of God, you probably didn't do as much of that as you have. But we have a new normal is what we're calling it, calling it, calling it. This new normal, as we have discovered, has made us different, see things differently. We clearly realized during the coronavirus pandemic that we needed to change the way we live if we wanted to survive, be healthy, and thrive. We realized that if we wanted to continue in this life, we had to change some things, how we do some things, and we did. Even if we, quote, unquote, go back to the way things used to be before coronavirus, guess what? It will be due to our new vaccines, which is something new. Therefore, no matter what happens moving forward, there's a new normal. There has been a new normal. As I said, for some families, it's to go on without one of your relative or some of your relative that you lost. For some of us, we're going to wash our hands more than we've ever washed our hands. For some of us, hand sanitizer are going to keep on going no matter what. New norm. Mm-hmm. And for some of us, vaccines. There's a new normal. Tell your neighbor, there's a new normal. The wisest man to ever live says in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse number 9, the thing that had been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. I thought we established a new norm. Is it new? Even though the vaccine is new, 
It is made with things that already exist because truly mankind do not make anything new. We just figure out what to do with the things that already exist. So what we're calling the new norm is just us figuring out how to do things in a different way. But it's not new. It's just us reorganizing or reprioritizing. Mm-hmm. 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 With all of our brilliance and creativity the past year, we really didn't come up with anything new. We utilize what we have always had. Solomon said, there is no new thing under the sun as long as we are under the S-U-N. Go outside and look and you'll see it. As long as we're under the S-U-N, or shall I say, as long as we're in this world, nothing can really be new. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number, number 17, the word of God says this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, some things. I got to read that again. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Ah. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. All things become new. But Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. There may not be nothing new, John, under the S-U-N, But if you are in the S-O-N, there will be brand new life. Woo! Oh, there's a big difference between the S-U-N and the S-O-N. The S-O-N, capital S. Oh, there's a big difference in if you're under the sun or you're under the S-O-N, sun. Verse 18, and all things are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. If you are one that like to start stuff and instigate stuff and perpetuate stuff, that are not good, you're not doing the work of the S-O-N. Because the S-O-N says, we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciling people to their Savior. Reconciling people to their God. Verse 19 says, to wit, that God was in Christ. He's showing you. That he did it, and so should his children. Reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word 
of reconciliation. I want to preach to you this morning. I guess I started preaching already, right, Joyce? I want to preach to you this morning the new normal. The new normal. The blood of Jesus Christ is said to be the blood of the new covenant. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. The old covenant, the old ceremonial law, the old spirit of bondage, and the whole of the old leaven Jesus has purged out of the house. And he has admitted to a new dispensation wherein grace reigns through righteousness unto eternal life. When Jesus, who is God Almighty in the flesh, came into the world, his birth of a virgin by the power of the Holy Ghost was a new thing. S-O-N is the only one that can make things N-E-W. Mm-hmm. And so when the birth of Jesus Christ came and, and Mary was impregnated and she delivered and here comes this baby boy. That was a new thing that had never happened before. Nobody created that but Almighty God himself. Coming into this old world, he published a new doctrine called the gospel or good news. The gospel is still the best news of these days as it was centuries ago. Somebody hear me this morning. There is nothing like the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is about his life. It is about his death, his burial, his resurrection, the life that he lived here on earth. It is the word that we need to know because when you know the gospel, you know Jesus. Jesus, who is God Almighty, and when you know him, your life will never be the same again. I didn't say when you believe him, your life will never be the same again. I say when you know him, your life will never be the same again. You want to know sometimes why our life hasn't fully changed and being transformed? It's because we only believe him, but we don't know him. You see, we can believe a lie, and so we can do things on a lie. So, while believe is good, knowing is better. While believe is good, knowing is better. You can't unknow what you know. You can stop believing what you used to believe. Believing is good, but knowing is better. Because I can't stop knowing what I already know. You can't make me not know what I know. But when I believe something, somebody can come along and talk me out of what I believe to believe what they believe. This is why sometimes uh, we're seeing people struggle with being in church uh, because you're trying to believe uh, who preached the best. Uh, you're trying to believe uh, who brings out the best points. Uh, 
You're trying to believe what you're hearing. I'm here to tell you, if you want to be the Christian that will be unchangeable, steadfast, unmovable, get to know Jesus because you can't unknow him. You can't unknow him. You're just going to know. And when somebody come about and try to tell you intellectually, well, you know, I see the scriptures this way. You can see it any way you want to see it. I know them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can bring the best scholar you want to bring to come talk to me because if he don't know Jesus, he got a problem. I don't care how much he studied. I don't care how much she studied. If they don't know Jesus, they've got a problem. I know him, and that's what's going to keep me because I know him. I can't unknow him. Jesus came to set up by the preaching and teaching of the gospel a new kingdom. A kingdom having new laws, new customs, new deeds, new riches. You see, you got to realize that the word of God, what God says, It's new to us, not like what we've always known. And so sometimes we're trying to compare God's word with what we always knew. Shame on us. Because what God has introduced to us, it's new. So trying to grasp it from the position of where you used to be won't work. Because where you used to be is old. Where you're supposed to be in Christ is new. Uh huh. A new kingdom which is not of this world. A kingdom founded upon better principles and bringing infinitely better results to its subjects and than any other dominion, other than any other dominion ever been. In the kingdom, Jesus introduces only new men who are made new creatures in Christ Jesus, who therefore love his new commandment and serve him in the newness of spirit. Everything about him is new. Everything about him is new. We struggle oftentimes with trying to live this life because... We're not treating it as new. When a child is born, they live this life as new life. They just go around curious. Isaiah's perfect. Isaiah came to church. He looked around. He realized, I like that trumpet stuff. It's new. He's just curious. He's not trying to, to, to figure out how to make something else work. All of it is new. Trumpet, huh? Could make that sound. All right. Okay. So he gets his trumpet. And so the trumpet man do his solo. Isaiah does his solo. Isaiah's not over there blowing. He says it's not time to blow. Why? Because he's curious. He's trying to figure out this new world. 
Uh, He's a child trying to figure out this new world, trying to learn this new world. And that's why God says we must come to the kingdom as little children. Because if we try to come as adults, it means we're old. It means we are not curious. It means we're not seeking God and trusting God. Young man is curious. And so many other young people, kids, they're curious. They're not trying to do anything but learn what's going on. But we claim that we are born again. New life. But we're still trying to bring our old baggage with us. We're still trying to bring old stuff with us. And God don't mix old and new. God is not about mixing big, mixing old and new. So it's either you're going to be brand new or you're not going to be new at all. It's either you're going to be brand new or you're not going to be new at all. Because God is not mixing the old and the new. He's not mixing it. The prophet Isaiah spoke the word of God in the 43rd chapter, 18th verse. He says, remember, remember ye not the former things, neither consider things of old. This text rocked me this morning when I read that. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. He said, don't remember the former things. And don't even consider the things that are old. And it made me start thinking how much as Christians we're trying to live this new life and trying to remember the former things. And trying to think about the things of old. We're trying to live this new life. Trying to go back there to the former things. We're trying to live this new life and thinking of the things of old. The prophet wrote this because it's the word of God. God spoke it and he wrote it. And then I started thinking this morning. I said, God, that's interesting. That's pretty hard to do, though. And then he gave me the example in my mind right in front of the church. The example of pregnant woman carrying around a baby. And I asked the question out loud, and God gave me the answer, because that's the kind of God we serve. So the question I asked out loud this morning was, how come none of us can remember what it was like inside the womb? Who, who remembers how it was in the womb? I said, God, you are something else. We can't, we're fully developed. Just think about it now. We're fully developed. You're getting ready to come out because you're ready to come out, fully developed. So why can't you remember? Say, God, why can't we remember? Because it's one of those laws of God that he institutes. That's what he wants. I don't want you remembering there. I want you coming to this world. And embrace this new life. And what he put in my heart this morning is, as it is in the natural, 
so it is in the spiritual. When we are born again, we shouldn't be remembering the former things, the olden things. And what's crippling us in trying to live for God is the former things and the old things. And those things are crippling us and we can't live this new life that God has intended for us to live. When the child come out, Isaiah, my kids, any of these kids, they're not struggling in this life because they don't even remember where they came from. They can't conceptualize where they came from. All they know is I've been brought into this new kingdom, into this new world. I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to try to learn. I'm going to try to understand. And they just move forward, being curious, trying to learn, trying to understand. We need to practice that as Christians. That when we become born again of the warden of the spirit and we enter into the kingdom of God, that we forget the former things. We forget the old things and just be focused on Jesus and his laws, his new laws, his, his new principles, his new deeds, uh, the new character that he gives us, which is divine. We need to focus on those things and move forward in those things. For if we do so, we won't have the struggle that we have been having trying to live for God. Help us, Jesus. He says, remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Man, God, you won't leave me alone with this. Ah. He said, stop focusing on those things. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. We're focusing on the old things and the former things and the new things that God is trying to do in our life. We're missing it. And we're, we're struggling living for God because instead of focusing on the new things that God promised, we're struggling because we're worried about the former things, the old things. God wants to tell somebody here today to put your eyes on him and concentrate on the things that he's getting ready to do and not on the things uh, that is behind you. God is speaking to me. He's telling me to tell you, take your eyes off the old things and the former things. Uh, stop worrying about what used to be. Stop worrying about what happened in the past. Uh, stop concentrating uh, on the things uh, that was old uh, and, 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 and left bad taste in your mouth uh, because he's doing something new uh, and he wants you to focus uh, on the new things. Uh, he wants you to focus on him uh, because when you're not focusing on him, uh, you won't receive uh, what he wants to give to you. Uh, you will not receive uh, what God is trying to put into your hand uh, and put into your life. Uh, he wants you to focus on him uh, and not worry about the former things and the old things. I don't know about you, but I want the new things God has for me. I want the new things God has for me. I don't want no old stuff. I don't want no former things. We can't come in the kingdom of God. Listen to me. There is nothing better than the kingdom of God. The kingdom of this world is nothing compares to 
the kingdom of God. And we've got to realize that there's nothing to look behind and worry about. There's nothing to look behind and be concerned with because there is nothing like the kingdom of God. You get new things in the kingdom of God. You get new blessings in the kingdom of God. You get new strength in the kingdom of God. Everything in the kingdom is brand new. Let's not focus on the things that are old. If any man, man or woman, be in Christ, he is a new creature. Not otherwise. No man cometh to be a new creature by any process apart from Jesus Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. But if any man be not in Christ, he is not a new creature, nor can he become a new creature except by connection with Jesus Christ, of whom it is written that he is the beginning of the creation of God. Jesus make all things new, but the things that are apart from him have waxen old and are ready to perish. We are born to die. And we are just perishing day by day. Getting older day by day. I don't care what age you are. The 10-year-old is perishing. The 8-year-old is perishing. The 50-year-old is perishing. The 30-year-old is perishing. We're all perishing because we're in old body old world old everything we're perishing because everything about us body is all old and old things become older and older weaker and weaker they deteriorate and before you know it they're no good we're all perishing if we're not in Christ Because nothing can be brand new outside of Christ. Everything outside of Christ is only but for time. It's perishing. Doesn't matter how long it's been living. Doesn't matter how long it exists. It's perishing. The Bible says, in him was life. So life is in Christ. Life comes from Christ. So if you're not in Christ, do you really have life? Just saying. This is why it's important to live for God. This is why it's important to know the word of God. This is why it's important to know God. Because you will not be deceived living in this world. Many of us are either deceived or have allowed our desires and our flesh to control our way of living. That's where many of us are. Either deceived or our desires, our appetites, our flesh is controlling us. And neither situation are going to get you a new life. Neither situation will get you into heaven. Neither situation will get you in Christ if you're deceived or being Controlled by your appetites and desires because you're out of Christ and all of those things 
will just keep you perishing, deteriorating, because there's no light outside of sight. Jesus make all things new. Yes, he does. To make an old creature into a new creature, there must first be death, then there can be new life. We don't want to die. So we're struggling with this stuff because here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to have new life without dying. New life without dying. And according to the word of God, that's impossible. You can't have new life without dying. The old you, the corrupt you, the deteriorating you has to die and be gone, done away with. For new life to spring up. So until we die to our old self, you're not in new life. And you're living. Here is something controversial that I'm going to say today. This is very controversial, but it's true. You are better off living as a sinner unto this world than trying to live a new life while you're old. Jamal, let me talk to you. Maybe I can break it down a little bit more easier. When someone decides, I don't want to know nothing about God. I don't want to live for God. Don't tell me about God. I don't want to hear about nothing about church. I'm going to just do me. I'm just going to live my life the way I want. I don't want nobody to tell me nothing. I'm just going to enjoy myself. When someone live like that, there's no resistance. So life is easy. I mean, their end, I don't want to talk about it, but life is easy. The person that decides that, that, that church stuff, that God stuff, that's legit. That makes sense. And I want to go to heaven. But they don't do all of what God is requiring. They live a miserable life. And they blame God because in their mind, I'm doing what the word of God says and it's not happening. So they blame God, but they're miserable because this is how they're living their life. Straddling the fence. The Bible calls it lukewarm. So they're frustrated because they're trying to do some new stuff or some good stuff and still do some other stuff. It don't work. It don't mix. And the person that just commit their heart, soul, everything to God, they're living up excellent life what what is called abundant life because they're enjoying this new stuff all the new stuff god has rolled out they're just enjoying it and they're like isaiah they're just like oh i'm so curious tell me more show me more i want to know more and they're enjoying this new life when you are all in so when you're all in with god oh man it's the greatest thing that it's greater than anything else. When you're living your life for the world, that's great too. But your ending is going to be far different from the one that's living for God. And then the one that's in the middle trying to do both is just miserable. You got it now? That's clear as day. Ask yourself, where are you? Because you know I'm right. If you've been trying to do both, you know you're miserable. 
You get up some days, I don't even know I should go to church. You're miserable. You're like this. Maybe I should go. Maybe I'll hear something. You're indecisive. Seesaw. Because you're trying to do both. And the one that not in Christ, they rolled over this morning. Lit the lighter. Lit up their spliff. Early morning, Sunday morning, don't matter. And just kept it moving. Or they got up, went down the refrigerator, went to something else. Or they're waking up with the hangover like I used to do. They go to the corner store and they go get them a hoagie, some chips, and a Pepsi. 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 Certain things y'all don't even want to know. Depending on where you live, you go to the corner store. But if you got a corner store, you only get Pepsi. So y'all have no clue what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. If you've got a corner store, you're getting Pepsi. If, you got a, if, you, if you've got a Wawa or 7-Eleven, then you get a Coke. But they're doing that, enjoying themselves. They're like, hey, just keep it moving. This is what we do. Then they wake up. What's the next thing? I mean, they're doing it up. No resistance. Anything goes. So where are you? What are you doing? Are you just living it up, just doing whatever you want? No resistance and thinking God is good? Are you straddling the fence, trying to be new? Still in the old way, being miserable. Every once in a while you feel good, but most of the time you're miserable. Or you're totally sold out for Jesus, having a great time in Christ, experiencing all the new stuff. What are you doing? Romans chapter 6, verse number 4 says, Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up, From the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So baptism represents death. So how do you die to yourself? Let me not overlook anything this morning. How do you die so you can get an opportunity to start a new life? Two ways you die. You repent of your sins and you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. That's how you die. What do you mean by that, preacher? You see, repentance, it means that you're going to do away with the old life. Because the old life, you was the shot caller. The old life, you dictated. The old life, you did what you wanted. Oh, my God, he took me a whole different way this morning, didn't he? People like to say, you ain't got to go to church all all the time. Why you got to do that all the time? You know why they said that? Because they never died. They never died. Because when you die to your old self and you're raised up in the newness of life, you're no longer the shot caller. (laughs) 
You're no longer the shot caller when you die and raise up in the newness of life. So whether I wanted to come to church this morning or not, I came. Because I'm not the shot caller. I died. The shot caller died 25 years ago. The shot caller, he died. And now Jesus is my shot caller. That's how it works. So you want new life? You want to die to that old life. And the way you die that old life is by saying, I repent. And when you say, I repent, what you're saying is, God, I was living the way I wanted to live. I was doing whatever I wanted to do. And I pleased myself in every way. And now, Lord, I realize that that will land me in a place where I should not be that was not created for me. And, Lord, I ask you that you will forgive me. I repent of my sin knowing I was living my my life offending you in everything that I did because you gave me life. You gave me an opportunity to be saved. You died for me. And I was living a life that was contrary to the life you had for me. Forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me, Lord. And then you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. When you get baptized, the Bible says your sins will get removed. Right? And so you get baptized and your sins get re- removed. When you come out of that water, he can fill you with his spirit right then and there. But when you come out of the water, here's what happens. Here's what happens when you come out of the water. He is now the shot caller. He is now the shot caller. Remember I told you, five years ago now probably, getting dressed, getting dressed, Joyce. I can talk to you. You've probably never heard this story before, so let me tell you. So five years ago, Joyce, our church was six years old. And so five years ago, I'm in my bedroom getting dressed in the mirror, put, put my tie on. I remember it like it was yesterday. Put my tie on, and all of a sudden, the thought hit me. Lord, you're telling me I'm going to have to do this every Sunday for the rest of my life. You're telling me I'm going to have to wake up in the morning, prepare myself, get dressed, go to the church, and minister your word. I got to study every week. I got to pray and seek you out every week. I got to listen for you. I got to do all this every week to serve you and serve your people in the interim. You're telling me this is what I got to do, Lord? And the Lord responded almost in a smirk, Joyce. And this was his response. What is your alternative? That's the shot caller of my life. That's what the shot caller said. What is your alternative, Wayne? Since you got a better idea, what is it? I said, shot caller, I don't have any other alternative. I'm going to do what you call me to do, and that's the end of the story. I have nothing to add, nothing to take away. If this is what you say, this is what it's going to be. When you die to the old ways, Jesus becomes the shot caller. You're no longer the shot caller. So if you're living your life still in control, you haven't died, so you're not experiencing new life. This is hard preaching, but it's right preaching. Yep, you're not experiencing new life. Because you're the shot caller. The shot caller is the one that gives new life. Remember, I said outside of Christ, there's no new life. So if you're doing whatever you want, you're outside of Christ. My God, I didn't know he was going to take me down this road this morning. This is, this, is not, this is the same message, but not the same message I preached this morning. Just letting you know. Uh-huh. Because he knows what we need. 
A man or a woman in Christ is not an old purified. Listen to me again. A man or a woman in Christ, in Christ, somebody say in Christ, is not the old man purified, nor the old man improved, nor the old man in a better humor, nor the old man with additions and subtractions, nor the old man dressed in gorgeous robes. No, he or she is a new creature altogether. As for the old man, what is to be done with him? As for the old man, he continues to get old until he perishes. You can't reverse oldness. Can't reverse oldness. You can try all you want. If if you could reverse oldness, LeBron James and Tom Brady, they try to do it. They try to reverse oldness. What they say in, in athletics, father time is undefeated. What they're saying is oldness is undefeated. When you get old, you, you can't stop it. You can't beat it. Old will always win. Old will always win. When you heard the first creaks in your bones, when you got off the bed, when you started getting old, have you stopped hearing those creaks? Old is undefeated. So you can't do nothing with old. Can't do nothing with old. Can't reverse it. We all want to reverse it. And we can't do nothing with it. You cannot change the old man. You cannot change the old nature. It is immutable bad. And the sooner it is put away as filthy and unclean thing, the better off for us. The believer, as long as he or she is in Christ, is a new creation. Even with your bones creaking, new creation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen to me. To create is to make out of nothing. To create is to make out of nothing. So before you think you can create, stop and think again. Because whatever you use to create Where did you get that from? Because you use something to create. The Bible says God made everything out of nothing. Nobody can claim that. God made everything out of nothing. Go figure that one out. That's why he's the only creator. So for every one of us that want to deceive ourselves and think that somehow we have a hand in creation, oh, please stop it. You needed something to what you call, quote-unquote, create. God needed nothing. He created this world out of nothing because everything consists in him. What a God we serve. What a God we serve, Brother Scarlett. He is so awesome. He is so wonderful. I want to know him more and more. I want to know Jesus more and more. He is so wonderful. He is so amazing. The things that he does, I just want to know more and more about it. I want to get more in tune with him. I want to be as a child, new child in this world. I want to be that way in the kingdom of God. 
I want to be inquisitive and curious and 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 want to. Hey, how does that work, Lord? It is the way to be if you want to experience new things. In John chapter 3, you know it, chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, I like this. Look at verse 6. That which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. They made clear distinction. God made clear distinction that flesh is flesh, spirit is spirit. So when you experience uh, new life in the spirit, it's different than being born fleshy. It's different. Being born again spiritually is different from a child being born physically. Marvel not that I said unto thee, you must be born again. If you want new life, you got to die to your old life. Your old life. But who cares about that old life? When I get in a word like this, I'm like, but who cares about that old life anyway? It's not doing me any good. What is it doing for me? What is my old life doing for me? It's perishing. It's fleeting. I can't catch up to it. I can't get it back. I mean, it's just I'm losing it day by day, moment by moment. That old life is getting away. So why are you trying to keep up with it? Because it's fleeting. It's going to be gone. So why would I try to catch up to that? Why would I want to chase that? The new birth is from above and the life produced thereby is a new creation. I'm finishing up here. If a man or woman be in Christ, it is not only said that he is a new creature, but a new creation. The word here translated new signifies something altogether different from that which previously existed. So church, we can't conceptualize this, but we better receive it. When you're born again, you are a total different person than what you were before you were born again. I'll say it again. Church, when you're really born again, when an individual is truly born again, you are a total different person than the one you were before you were born again. The problem is why you're having a hard time believing what I'm saying there is because you, you never really let go of the old life. And so you were always bringing, trying to bring it along with you. So you felt still like you still had something to do with the old life. And, and this morning as I was preaching this, I kept saying, I wonder if I would have heard something like this when I first got saved, if that would have made a difference. It might have, it might not have. I, I might have heard it and I didn't even really pay attention to it. But that's not my point. But my point is this is that if we will really realize when God says you're born again and you become brand new, that really you are brand new. And so you don't have to worry about the old person. You don't have to worry about And when someone tries to tell you about your old life, you need to say, I don't know that person. 
if you really got transformed and became brand new, when somebody bring up the old life, I don't know that person. Let them start going crazy. What do you mean? You used to. I don't know who that person is. Well, you, I can't tell you about that. I don't know. You're lying. You're a Christian and you're lying. Whatever you say, I'm a new person. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. I'm only focused on the newness. I'm only focused on what's new. I'm not focused on what's behind, what I left behind, what is perishing, what is fleeting. I am not worried about that. I'm only focused on what's new. So don't tell me about the past, what I used to do. I don't know nothing about that. The new creation differs essentially from the old. Although the first is an instructive emblem of the second, the first creation was the work of the physical power. The second, a work of spiritual power. The first created, for the most part, materialism in various forms. But the new creation deals with spiritual things and manifests the transcendent attributes of the divine character of Jesus Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. It seems then that not only in the man, not only is the man a new creature, but he has also entered into a new creation. He has opened his eyes into a new world. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When we get born again, you have never been in that place where you are when you're born again. Don't act like you have been. Don't try to act like you have been in the kingdom of God because you've never been there. Until you get born again and enter the kingdom, you've never been there. So you don't have to act like you, you know what's going on. These kids don't, well, they do. They just come out and they start telling Isaiah start telling you, Arlene, Isaiah start telling you anything that you don't know but he knows. They start doing that quick nowadays. That never used to be that way, but it, it is that way now. They just come out and they're telling you. Madeline Sue started telling you the same thing, that she know more than you. I don't know where they get this stuff from. Jordan tell his mom all the time. He don't tell me as much, but he tell her all the time. <laughs> he tell his mom all the time that he know more than her. And I'm just like, boy, be quiet before you get destroyed. <laughs> he try to tell her, mom, you don't understand. I know. I'm like, oh, Lord, before you know it, he start crying. All I know, I, 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 I just, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm hearing him. I'm like, he's getting ready to get destroyed. <laughs> because he know. She don't know, he knows. And then he started crying. Uh, you know, uh, something I can count. One, two, three, four. <laughs> Maybe if you do right, I won't bring it out in the church. How about that? If you stop whining, I won't bring it out in the church. Gotta listen to your mom. What do what you think she's right or wrong? You gotta listen. Tell them all the time. Say, you know, sometimes you try to be slick. Text me, Dad, Mom. I was out of town. What it was a week and a half ago, Dad. I said, shut your mouth, be respectful, and said, yes, ma'am. You gonna read our texts? That's that's a lot of the texts. He said to me, complaining, and I'm like, dude, be respectful. Stay calm, shut your mouth, do what your mom says. That's the stuff I respond back to him. He's like, all right. 
if you don't do, you're going to get destroyed. We don't have that home where, you know, kids don't get beat. I don't know what kind of home y'all got. Some of y'all got, some of y'all have them kind of homes. Not, not in our home. That's how we were raised. We know about you getting your hanging lace. We're we not raised in that home like, oh, go stand in the corner. No, 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 no. That's not what we were You getting whooped, and then you get punishment. You know, you know, so you know, you know some people do one or the other. Oh, no, 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 no. In my house, whoop and punishment. Mm-hmm. Whoop you, and you can't get on the game. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, some places, like, well, you can't play the game. Yeah, you're getting whooped, and you can't play the game. That's all we know. Yes. By the way, that's that's new. But it's never old. It's been around a long time, but it's new. It's just like the gospel. Gospel is new, but it's always been around for as long as we know it. Well, whooping is new, but it's always been around as long as we know it. That's how it go. Yes, yes, yes. All right, I'm closing. Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21. My poor granddaughter get beaten because her dad used to get lit. So, so it's passed on. I wish I could pass the word of God on like I can pass on tradition. Brother D, I used to whoop my big kids. Now, now I got to shield my granddaughter. <laughs> oh, man. I got to shield her because he want to kill the girl. I'm like, she's a girl. But then I think back, I said, that's because he, he know about whooping. Because he used to get it. They know how to catch on to those kind of things. I want to get them to catch on to spiritual things. You know? I'm uh, going to encourage Jordan this morning. Go ahead, Jordy. You know, keep on, Brother Jordan. Keep doing um, stuff over there. You know, we want our young kids to get involved. I told Peyton the other day she had to learn how to teach Sunday school. Because, well, here's how it happens. So uh, she was talking to me the other day. She said, Dad, I said, what's up? Um, I'm going to be tutoring. Which one? One of her friends. I'm not, one of her friends. She said, I'm going to be tutoring my friend's little sister, little brother, um, for mathematics. I said, what grade is he in? Um, first or second grade, one of those grades. I said, you're going to tutor him? Yeah. I said, how are you going to do it? We'll just FaceTime and I'll show him how to do mathematics. And as soon as she said that, I gave her a little time. You know me, I'm no good. I gave her a little time. She walked away, came back. I said, come here, honey. I said, so you're tutoring, huh? She said, yeah. I said, you make a fine teacher, baby. Because you really are good, though. And she smiled. I said, well, what do you think? Do you think you can teach Sunday school, too? She said, maybe. I said, all right, I think you can. You're not going to be teaching secularly and can't teach spiritually. I don't play them kind of games. No, 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 no. I love my children, but they got to get God. Can't be getting all this world stuff and no God stuff. Man, that drives me crazy. I'm closing. Revelations 21, verse number 5. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are former things, folks, former things. Stop chasing former things. We keep on not wanting to let go of what we call the olden days. Let go of the olden days. 
Look forward to the new stuff because God wants to bring new things in your life. God wants to bring new things in your life, not old stuff. You're trying to get old, same old, same old, and it's not even the same. You ever try to watch people? You know, the, the, the biggest thing, I hope I don't offend nobody by saying this, but I got to say it. I said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. I got to be me. But the biggest thing is um, be a lot of people turning 50 now, and they're having these 50th birthday parties. I haven't been to none of them, and I don't plan to go to none of them because I can just picture now they're trying to bring the old days back how it used to be. That's why they're doing it. Because who wants to publicize their 50? <laughs> what do I care about 50? It means I'm getting older. But they want to have parties and they want, because you know why? They're longing for the old days. They're longing for the former things. They're longing for the things that they used to do. And it's just not the same at 50 as it was when you were 22. Trust me. Go back to doing something. The devil is so connected, so crafty. Go back and try. Some of the things that you thought you had fun doing when you were 21 and 22, it's not the same. But the devil makes you think how good it was back then. Yeah, devil, but I had a different body and a different mind. It's not the same. Don't let the devil trick you, church. The devil is trying to trick us and make us think that the ex-boyfriend. I'm hearing from the Holy Ghost. I'm hearing from the Holy Ghost. Somebody ex or you've been given some thought about your ex. Holy Ghost. You have given thought to your ex or your ex is trying to get back in your life. Don't allow it. The devil wants to make you think that it's going to be better this time. But it's old. It's old and it's not changing. Unless he is born again of the water and of the spirit and living this new life, he is old and washed up and not good for you. Help us, Jesus. Verse number five says, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Behold, I make all things new. That's what God Almighty said. I make all things new. Church, nobody else can make it new. Only Jesus can make all things new. If you want newness of life, you can only get it from Jesus. If you want newness of life, you can only get it from Jesus. Whatever you need new, it can't come any other way but by Jesus. Your pocketbook ain't really new. Your shoes ain't really new. Your jewelry ain't really new. Your house ain't really new. All that we have is from old materials that we're brought together to make something we think is new. But God has sent me here this morning to tell you only thing you can ever have that's really new is Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Nothing else can really be new. And so I say to you this morning, Jesus is the only one that makes things new. You can't do it. He can make you brand new. If you die to the old perishing self right now by repenting of your sins, We can baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. You will be buried in water. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. And you will raise up. You can receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Only Jesus, his word, his spirit can make you brand new. Nobody else can and nothing else can. So when you get into the kingdom of God and you start to learn the kingdom of God and God start to teach you, you will eventually start to experience a new normal. That's the new normal that you need to focus on moving forward and not the new normal that the world is selling us. The new normal that the world is talking about does not compare to what Christ is offering us. Because the world new is not new. Remember that. If I didn't say anything that you didn't catch on to, nothing is new outside of Christ. And so if you want new, you're going to have to get in Christ. So whatever the world is selling us today to say, oh, you know, the new normal, new vaccine, new ways of doing things. And I hear you is not new because the only way you can experience new is in Christ. Let's stand. Only way we experience newness is in Christ. Not in our world, not according to society, not according to man, but newness can only come from Jesus Christ. Before you walk out of here today. I want you to trust God because whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, God can make you new and bring new things into your life. God can make you brand new and bring new things into your life. If you will trust him this morning, this afternoon, if you will surrender to him, if you will do what it takes, God can make you brand new and bring new things into your life. You can get new things, new character, new way of living, new ideas, new laws. Oh, and you're going to inherit a new kingdom. You're going to inherit new Jerusalem, not the one that's in the Middle East. Let's go before the Lord. How about we raise our hands and ask God. To make us over again. Make us brand new. How about you repent of your sins. And die to yourself. How about if you're not baptized in Jesus name. You get baptized. So all your sins can be washed away. And that God can fill you with his spirit. And make all things new in your life. Father in the name of Jesus. According to your will. According to your purpose. I pray this afternoon Lord God. That your people Lord Jesus will realize, oh God, that you want to make them new. That you want to make them new, Lord God. And oh God, if they will trust you, you will make them brand new. I pray that somebody surrender to the Lord and trust the Lord this morning. And say, Lord, I want to be brand new. I will do whatever you want me to do. I will serve you, Lord. I will allow you to be the shot caller of my life. No longer will I do whatever I want, but I want you to have your way because I want to be brand new. And God, I want to be able to experience the newness of life. Somebody surrender to the Lord before you leave here today. Somebody call on Jesus and ask him to make you brand new. Ask him to equip you in a way where this new life 
will make you excited. This new life will cause you to, to have a desire to want more of him, more of him, and more of him. We want new life to have preeminence in our lives. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God, move on us, will you? Oh, God, speak to us, will you? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, touch us in a special way. Lord, move on us that we will move forward in you. That we will go forward in you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, somebody worship him before you leave here. Worship the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, I pray that somebody today will surrender to you. That somebody today, Lord God, will give their life to you. That somebody, Lord God, will realize what you have in store is brand new and not like what they might do. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, Jesus, help us. Help us. Save us, oh God. Save us, Lord Jesus. Save us, God, from ourselves. Save us, Lord, from ourselves that we can be brand new and never be the same again. And we will move forward in you. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Father, as we go from this place, I pray that your hand will be upon us, that you will guide us into new life, that you will guide us into new life. We love you, Jesus. We give you honor and praise. We bless your name, for there is none like you. There is none like you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody go ahead and just thank the Lord today. Thank the Lord today. Come on, clap your hands and thank him. Clap your hands and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you, church. Have a wonderful afternoon. I love you. Let God make you brand new. Thank you, Lord.